right, welcome to Old School. Jank Uger, Mark Thompson, obviously sponsored by shoptyt.com. We got the new shirts. Yes. Here. Okay, home and progressives down at the bottom. Young Turks like the thank you bags, get it? Uh, and we literally have <laughs> bags that say this too. Uh, you can pre order them now at shoptyt.com. But by the time you're watching or listening to this, they might not be pre orders anymore. They might just be orders. Because uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> a lot of people get this in different times and different places. Okay, and then I got the Batman Young Turks shirt on too. One of my favorites. Uh, hoodie, I should say, yeah. Is there on the back, is there also a Batman? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah, uh, so it. you guys can't see that, okay. Uh, anyways, uh, this is the one that, uh, the short version of this is the one that Rosario Dawson was arrested in. Um, oh, wow. When uh, she did uh, Democracy Spring and got arrested for you know a civil disobedience. That is very cool. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. badass, pretty badass. I wish we had a better picture of it. We have a picture from far away, but you can see the Young Turks uh, Batman thing on her, and it's- It's almost <laughs> cooler that it's from far away. It has a kind yeah. of Sapruder film quality. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, the guy who took the picture was actually on a grassy knoll. <laughs> So it all ties Well, I believe in. he was on grass. Yeah. If you see what I'm saying. <laughs> I do. Uh, Speaking of, now Rosario is dating Cory Booker. Wow. And that got confirmed. She confirmed it the, the wow, other day. Wow, is that right? Yeah, that's fascinating. That fascinating. is. That is interesting. Uh, you know, maybe that's why he's going uh, so much further to the left these days. Yeah, he has and Maybe to. it's, you know, maybe it's partly her influence. Uh, isn't it great? And she's kind of got one ear to the Turks, so that might be, uh, yeah, here on TYT, you might be able to influence some of the stuff that gets to Corey. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, things happen. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because of us that he signed on for Medicare for All? I didn't say anything, I haven't said a word. Uh, hashtag mastermind, sure. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag chain of command. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to get to a situation one day when uh, I, in a panic in front of the national press, go, I am now in charge. <laughs> like Al Haig did after Reagan shooting. <laughs> but like but like Al Haig, I want it to be totally inappropriate. <laughs> well, it'll, whenever you do it, it'll be inappropriate. So That's don't worry right. About that. Yeah. Okay, no. Uh, to be clear, Cory Booker did not sign on for Medicare for All uh, having anything to do with the Young Turks. <laughs> okay. The, well, as far as, far as, as, far as we as you know. know. Right. right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, now I want to start with a very important topic, Mark uh, neck tattoos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so, a real balls move, the neck tattoo. Yeah. Well, it used to be. It used to oh, be. Oh, not as much? Yeah. Now. now, so I remember talking about neck tattoos, I don't know, 15 years ago on the Young Turks uh, with Ben. And. Um, and back then, you had to have killed at least one and a half people to get a neck tattoo. Yeah, it right? was gangish. Yes. Yeah, and that's a good term, by the way, gangish. Yeah. Okay. It's it sounds like Genghis Khan, and it's got a gang in it. Yeah. It's like gangish, right? That's yeah. I like that. Did we just another invent another word on old school? Just saying. I'm not saying hashtag mastermind. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> And uh, they're almost all collabos, so this was a nice collabo with yeah. Mark here. Uh, Mark, uh, last week we invented uh, a new word called nomentum. Okay. Oh, that's when you have no, no momentum. When you I have no love that. Isn't that a great word? Oh, that's it's, just perfect. So far, though, uh, appropriately, that word has nomentum. <laughs> it hasn't, hasn't really caught on. Hasn't caught on anywhere. Uh, the other now, day, what was it? In what context did you did you uh, attach it to some? Phenomenon? I actually, the context, I have to be honest with you, is secret. Oh, okay. For a good purpose. All right. For a good reason. Okay. <laughs> okay. Momentum. I love yes, it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, 
so, and like back in the day, and and I remember this conversation. I don't remember how many years ago it was, but uh, like if somebody with a neck tattoo was hanging out, doing something, I'd be like, ooh, ooh, okay, yeah. like no. you know what? I'm gonna steer clear just in case, yeah, because I'm not in the gangish business, sure, right? Sure. Um, and so it might have been that I had a mover who had a neck tattoo, and that's why Ben and I were talking about it. Mm-hmm. So now though, neck tattoos have become prevalent. Like I, I now believe there are one and a half percent of accountants have neck tattoos. Wow. Yes. Um, like I, you go to a, a mall here in LA, like neck tattoo, neck tattoo. There's no way that guy's not a dentist. Okay. <laughs> right. So I, Craig, are you with me? Have you noticed more neck tattoos? Okay. Well, there's more body ink anyway, so yeah, it makes sense. But you know, I, I'm trying to remember if I actually saw this or if this is just in my mind's eye. But I thought I was stopped by a cop, and as he turned, I saw like a neck tattoo kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like it was covered up by his uh, mm-hmm. uniform or shirt. And I thought, wow, that's really gangish, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and yet, as you say, it's just become a fashion thing now. It's not gangish, it's just a thing that people do. But it's yeah. definitely, we become as a culture maybe a little more extreme and, yeah, you know, yeah. in many ways. So. Yeah, so I, I just I think the neck one's harder to cover up, literally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like Jr. and Jesus have tattoos all up and down their arms. Right. Uh, I would argue Jr.'s is the coolest I have ever seen. Okay, they're all black superheroes. They're done really well. Mm. They're super badass, and a bunch of them became movies after he got them. Oh, that's as very tattoos, cool. not yeah. before. Yeah. Like I named my son Prometheus. Before the movie Prometheus came oh, out, oh yeah, I'm not saying hashtag mastermind. Yeah, I haven't said that at all. I don't okay. mean to take the edge <laughs> off of that, but you know, Prometheus was a thing before you named your son. <laughs> no, no, I just no, saying. no. I'm gonna be like Trump. I invented the word fake. <laughs> he said that. I can't. I can never get past the fact that he said that. Anyway, uh, I named my daughter Joy before the movie Joy. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, but I can assure you that the. Both the name and the concept have been around for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I only say that in the context, if it ever comes up, in the context of, no, I didn't name my kids after the movies. Okay. Oh, right, <laughs> the right, right, movies right. came yeah, yeah, yeah. after yeah, yeah, yeah. I named yeah. the kids. Okay. And and JR was so cool, he had the black superheroes on his uh, as tats on his body before they were made into movies. Yeah. That right. is the coolest. Um, so, but my point is there, like, they could bring him out whenever they want. They could put him back in whenever they want, by depending on what kind of shirt they wear. Sure. Right. But once it's on the neck, you can't bring it back in. Uh, you're right. I always heard that Dolly Parton, the country artist, Dolly Parton, brilliant songwriter, brilliant performer, really great. She has tat sleeves on both arms, and so when I heard really? that, I went and did a deep dive on the web, and I looked for pictures of Dolly Parton in every way, candid pictures, publicity pictures. Uh, I'm really. I looked. I'm hundreds of pictures, and it is true, because this this note that I'd seen about her, wherever I heard about, it, said you'll never see her without the without her arms covered. And sure enough, and I looked at uh, you know Tonight Show appearances where maybe one of, where she kind of had a sleeve that slid up a little bit as she gestured. Yeah. Nothing. So uh, I believe that I believe it. I believe she does have tats on both arms. Okay, so th- that is the least well known of the QAnon conspiracy theories. Oh, is that right? <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Dolly Parton's added up on her forearms. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't get a lot of uh, airplay, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, That's why like, I brought it here. But wait a minute, Q and I guys said that Mueller was secretly on Trump's side. All of a sudden. <laughs> okay. um, so. But yeah, it's kind of a, the neck thing. You can't, there's nowhere to hide. You're right. It's right there. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I think that I know when it took a turn. Uh, and I had, I wrote this as a note on old school after going to the mall and seeing like three, like I said, three accountants with neck tattoos. Of course, I don't know their professions, but they look right. like that. Uh, and then I uh, later I happen to run into uh, this is all in the one scope of one week obviously uh, uh, a picture on online of Birdman. Remember Birdman from the NBA? Sure. Yeah, and yeah. he oh, had he was totally yeah, and he had a really colorful neck tattoo. Mm -hmm. And Birdman was definitely not gangish. No, right? no. And, and so and his name is Birdman. Although. He had the he was a cool guy, but he didn't have the danger thing. If that's that's what right, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Like you could see him hanging out with dudes who are gangish, and they're right. like, "Oh, Birdman, what's up?" Right? Mm -hmm. But Birdman's never heard a fly in his life, you right? Know, right. You know, yeah, you didn't get the danger thing from him. No. Yeah, and so I think maybe he was a turning point. Maybe culturally, people were like, you know, if Birdman could do it, why can't I do it? So that's a, that's a theory. That's a well, theory. NBA uh, and professional athletes have had them a little bit more. NBA particularly, though. Yeah. So you may be onto something, if not literally with him, that the impressions, you know, literally the many images that you know make impressions on your mind, might have had an effect on the culture. I mean, oh through yeah, the NBA. and if you think about it that way, so like you know, we sometimes brag. I know this is going to come as a big surprise to people, but we sometimes brag on the youngsters. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that we have 10, almost 11 billion views now, right? Jeez, that's unreal. Uh, so great, wonderful, et cetera. But if you think about it, uh, think about how many views the NBA has. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, hundreds of billions. Um, because every person who's watching every game, whether live or on TV, is a view, in a mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I don't know, maybe in the trillions. And so, yeah, that does a giant imprint on the culture in America. Sure, sure. So I think you're actually, you know, I had a kind of a bull theory. You turned it into a real one. Yeah. Okay, we're collaboing all that's night why, long. That's why I'm here, really. Right. I'm, I'm here to spin uh, into gold, whatever you're coming up with. <laughs> <laughs> so I, if you, uh, and by the way, I don't know that I'll be able to look it up. Maybe I will. Hashtag TYT live if you're, because the members watch this live. Oh, yeah. Uh, so if you know anyone in accounts receivable that has a neck tattoo where you work. Oh, yeah. yeah you're, you're, you're <laughs> then you know it's officially over. Right. <laughs> then you're, but no, it's no longer gangish. No, because accounts receivable now isn't what it used to be either. Now you have a bunch of people who are cooler in accounts receivable. They've just ended up in accounts receivable. It used to be accountants were super straight, super nerdy. But now even nerdy is cool. I mean, there's just the old barriers just don't. Work anymore? People in accounts receivable could actually be cool, you know. Yeah, I don't know who's doing this bit. It might have been Jimmy Dore, but it might be another comedian. I don't remember exactly. But but they were going off on like how everything is nerd now. Like oh, everything's a nerd, oh. and like like oh, she's a sex nerd, right? And he's like, no. That's not a nerd. That's just a cool person <laughs> <laughs> who has sex a lot because yeah, they're hot. You can't slap nerd on everything. <laughs> right. 
but uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I know I know a guy who's an actuary. Right. So actuaries have a reputation for being the dullest guys on the planet because they're the ones doing like all the hardcore math statistics, on, right? Uh, statistics on like when you're going to die, when your yeah. cats are going to die, mm. when you know what percentage of your family is going to break their arms, right. so they can figure out whether to give you insurance or not, right? right? And you know what kind of diseases you're going to get because of the nutty bars that you're eating, right? It's not personal. Don't get me wrong. Uh, <laughs> and and I know an actuary, and he is, in fact, the dullest man I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, there might, there, yeah, some fits. Sometimes, yeah, 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 yeah. There is that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, okay. Uh, speaking of which, you know that the Nutty Bars have been renamed Nutty Buddies. That happened, I think, like maybe even a couple of years ago. They snuck it in, like a long time ago. At least five. Uh, at years least ago? five years ago. Wow. That's a little un-American. Okay. I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> I signed up for Nutty Bars. It's been a while. Well, you didn't sign up in the last five years, apparently. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I've been getting them. I just didn't notice. Oh, and then really somebody just... for my birthday get me, got me a whole big pack of Nutty Buddies. And I was like, whoa, whoa, with the buddy. What's going on here? <laughs> I mean, 2016? Oh, okay. So, wow. you know, a little over two years ago. Mm. Okay. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, look. If anyone is a buddy of Nutty Bars, it's me. <laughs> I wonder if I'm in the top 10 of people who have eaten Nutty Bars on the planet. You're the top 10 buddies? You're one of the top 10 buddies? How funny would it be if Nutty Buddies made a buddy list? <laughs> Look, I and if feel I was a, on the list. I feel a tweet coming. <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, look, Nutty Buddies have been no. Screw that. There'll always be Nutty Bars to me. Uh, yeah, there's no. Yeah, exactly. Nutty Bars. I've talked about this many times before. Yet they're still not a sponsor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are the best deal in America? Like for a long time, there were twelve chocolate, delicious chocolate peanut butter bars for ninety nine cents. That was like two decades. I'm like ninety nine cents. These poor sons of bitches have been losing money on this for, you know, for decades, and now they, they slowly they started cranking it up to like, dollar twenty nine. Like I was like, whoa, whoa, right? And I think it might be all the way up to a dollar ninety nine now. Wow! But if you think about it, that's twelve bars in there. Oh, I see. Right? That's a that's still an awesome deal. Their margins have to be. Razor thin. What? I don't think they that's have true. to make. They have to make like a cent per nutty buddy. No, 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 no. Their margins are actually probably massive. What do you think it costs to make a nutty buddy? That level of deliciousness? <laughs> I would imagine a lot. <laughs> I mean, that kind of quality that does level not of deliciousness. <laughs> it was the way you said it. <laughs> Yet still not a sponsor. Okay. Oh, that was that's really you really should that should be a sponsor. Yeah. yeah. You know why? I don't think they do they don't have the budget. They don't have they, they don't have the marches for advertising. Have you ever seen Little Debbie advertised? No. I think Little Debbie thinks like, I got this shit on lockdown. <laughs> I don't need to advertise. I'm a mother little Debbie. Okay. <laughs> you think you're gonna roll up to me? Bitch, I got a neck tattoo the other day. <laughs> Can you imagine? They change, they change from Nutty Boy to Nutty Buddy. Yeah. You see little Debbie snacks, and she's got a little neck tattoo in the logo. That'd be hot. That'd be hot. 
Oh, you know what though? There's a theory out there that she's always had the tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> you just couldn't see him. Have you ever seen little Debbie without a long sleeve shirt? Come okay. on. I rest my case. Come on. Okay. Mm -hmm. Although, if you made it to the top buddies of little Debbie, that might be the wrong list to be on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be on that list. Yeah. You do not. Okay. I did a, uh, <laughs> I did a voiceover that. for a Super Bowl commercial of, for payday candy bars. You ever had a payday? Oh, I must have when I was younger. Yeah, it was, I was like the the reason I remember it is first of all because it was the Super Bowl. It's like the greatest. You think when you're doing a voiceover for the Super Bowl, like it is the greatest thing because it's the Super Bowl. It's going to be seen by all these people, and that's true. But what you forget is, no man, it's going to run once on the Super Bowl, and that's it. And you're not going to get paid after that. In other words, oh, it, wow. it, now I don't think it literally ran once, but. You know, it's you'd rather do a campaign that never makes the Super Bowl uh -huh. than one huge splashy commercial that does that's on the Super Bowl. Why don't they run it again? I I, I just remember thinking, you know, there was some Super Bowl tie-in or something. Maybe that's what it was. There was uh -huh. something specific to the Super Bowl. I think. Oh, I see. So that's why they don't run it again because yeah. you're like, and if you get a payday on Super Bowl, right, right, right. does that sound like Mark? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's exactly how I did it, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but that's right. That's right. So there's something. So, but it, it is cool. But at the, you know, once the coolness wore off, I thought, oh, geez, you know, uh -huh. oh my god. But was it a decent payday, if you will? It was. It was. A, it was. I think twelve hundred dollars. That's it? Yeah. For a Super Bowl ad? I think that's what it was. Something oh like that. my God. Okay. I, I, maybe that's low, but it was something. You not that might big, have not that literally great. been paid the least amount of anyone involved in a Super Bowl ad ever. Yeah. Like the original Super Bowl ad when the Packers were playing and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like the voiceover guy there got paid more than you. Everybody <laughs> got paid incredibly well back then. Yeah. Right. Everything's been, they've just busted everybody's quotes down. But, but, uh, but yeah, you think. You think it's, you know, this is like in the old days when you'd see somebody on a talk show. You think, oh, wow, that guy must be like moving into the Hollywood Hills or something. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. No, he got $300 for doing the Tonight Show, and now he's going to work in the clubs. It definitely helped him or her, but it didn't, you're not an overnight sensation. Similarly, you know, when you hear that yeah. voice on the Super Bowl. N no, um, I was thinking about that the other day because I was watching Gary Shandling doc on HBO. Mm. Uh, done by Judd Apatow. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and for Gary Shandling getting on to the Tonight Show as a guest was the biggest thing in the world, and he was right. It wasn't just that he hyped it up in his own mind. Back then, if you made it on the Tonight Show, you had made it, and then you would immediately, if you did well, become a success. You'd be booked all over the country because back then everybody was watching a very few amount of shows. Right. So now, and then I thought, my God, when's the last time anybody watched the Conan O'Brien show? Yeah, so you're it's, right. It's on TBS. I think they brought it down to like half an hour. I oh, think. did they? Yeah, and it's I don't funny. know what that means. He's funny, but I haven't seen it in a while. You like it, yeah, Craig? Okay, yeah. So have you seen it in the last year? Yeah, yeah. I've oh, you have? Okay, great. Plus, the, yeah, got, and I got no beef with him. I'm great. I, I love no, it. No, it's a I, funny show. It's yeah. really funny, actually. And he, and he does some things where he'll. He'll do bits like he'll he'll play um, he'll play some video games with you know celebrities or athletes. Um, I remember one with Marshawn Lynch, just for example. But and then they'll run some of that onto the show, and it's funny and it's tight and it's all the you know everything you'd expect. But then they'll run a longer version or make available a longer version on YouTube or on another platform. Yeah, I think he's doing well online. Yeah, yeah so that makes sense. But 
But it's anyway. You're right that there are now many more shows and late night platforms and other things to watch. And so you're right. Not everybody's watching three shows at night or two yeah, shows at night. I guarantee you, you made it onto the Tonight Show or any of those shows today. You didn't make it. It's not over. You're not instantly a star and getting paid a ton of money on you know all across the country. No way, right? Yeah. Like it might happen for some people, but they got to knock it out of the park. It's got to go viral. Uh, and then you got to sustain it, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. it's a whole different world. Yeah, there's a more grinded out quality now. Back then, Jenks right. It was like you're walking into a spotlight. I remember when Drew Carey went on The Tonight Show. I remember seeing it because I thought, wow, that guy's really funny. And then Drew Carey went over to the, was called over by Johnny Carson, the host, and and his career did explode right after that. And similarly with, with Shandling and probably a handful more. But it was a function of the fact that everybody's watching that show. And certainly everybody in the entertainment business is watching yeah, it. Yeah, and I didn't know this until this week when we were doing the story on Kellyanne Conway. It, uh, or when CNN did that fluff piece on her. And then Anna did some more research, etc. And it turns out uh, the people who made Kellyanne Conway is CNN. So she was relatively obscure political consultant in the 1990s when CNN hired her to be a contributor. And then she said, "Oh, after that, you know, since I was on TV every night, uh, you know, then everybody wanted me as a consultant." And and that's what made her career. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what that is? Oddly, that no kidding parallels Donald Trump's rise because Donald Trump was a failed real estate guy. He was a, an abysmal businessman, has been detailed many times here. He was a laughing stock in New York. He was viewed as corrupt, dirty, and a guy who was going to stiff you, probably not pay you back. Couldn't get a loan. And then Mark Burnett came along with this show, The Apprentice. And my friend bought The Apprentice. Uh, he was running NBC at the time. Uh, I actually know the guy. I was a good friend of mine. I used to stay at my house. And oh, he said, really? He I said, did not know that at yeah, all. Yeah, he said, I didn't buy The Apprentice for Donald Trump. He said, Donald Trump was a goof. He said, I bought The Apprentice because of Mark Burnett. He said, I knew that Mark Burnett would turn it into something. And if you read that Jane, I think it's a Jane Mayer piece in The New Yorker, she talks about how the, they had to, they went into Trump's office and everything was tacky and weird and beat up and, you know, uh, but they made it all look new and shiny and like he and they brought him into every shot in a helicopter and uh and, and they in other words they created the aura and image that was Donald Trump. And after they created that profile, the same way CNN created the profile for Kellyanne Conway, Donald Trump had this image as this incredible executive and businessman who was gonna reshape America in some, you know, we could see it was a load of crap. We could see it was a clunky con. We couldn't believe anybody was buying it, but a lot of people did buy it. Yeah, uh, and in fact, uh, so by the way, if you don't know, Mark Burnett is I, I, very fair to say a legendary TV producer. He happens to be conservative, but it is what it is. And uh, but he did Survivor. But and, yeah, he his first breakout hit was Survivor. But he's had you know a, a easily more. a yeah. dozen enormous TV shows. Does the Shark Tank? Yeah. So um, and uh, and I I really respect Mark Burnett. Uh, so that's as a producer. Aside, as a producer, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. And um, so uh, that's funny because I was just talking to a friend about how the one person probably most responsible for Donald Trump is Jeff Zucker, because he was running the he was totally running the network at the time. Yeah, he was running NBC at the time when right. uh, when they did The Apprentice. Uh, 
Right. And and that rescued Donald Trump in exactly the way that you're describing here. And it, it not only rescued him and resuscitated him, but it lionized him. Right. Right. So then uh, when he's running for president, Zucker is running CNN and hands Trump about a billion dollars in free media right. by covering him 24-7 relentlessly, which gives him a giant advantage. Sure. Now, I don't know what Zucker's politics are. I'd be a little surprised if his politics matched uh, Trump's, but um, but he thought he, I'm sure that he thought he was good for ratings. And, and he was he was. And he was. And you know what? Maybe uh maybe it made sense, right? For him, not for us. Right. Right? But CNN's ratings are doing well. So he might think, like Les Moonves said uh, before he got caught at right. CBS, Trump might be bad for the country, but he's good for ratings. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. Look. Even I watch when the guy's talking because I think he's such a you know whatever he's a he's a snake he's an idiot he's all these things you just can't believe that this vapid vacuous man who doesn't know anything at all I, mean, I always thought you know he's got these very strong positions on foreign policy and the Iran deal is bad I, I always I'd love to sir with all respect can you just point to Iran on this map of the I mean you know point to Syria point to Iran he was not challenged on when it came to knowledge on anything I love how they go after Democrats and progressives on policy and how much stuff's going to cost they didn't ask Trump anything he was so down on the Iran deal what is it about the Iran deal specifically that you don't like just give me yeah, one specific that's right I mean he couldn't give a specific about anything well he famously said uh, now it's back in the news uh, uh, well nobody knew healthcare was this complicated <laughs> right. No, no, we all knew. You're the only one who didn't know. Okay. I mean, he's a legendary moron. He's a little bit like what he said about the Paralympics. So we ran it on the show today because they cut the budget yeah, for the budget Special, Special Olympics, Olympics, yeah. Which is, of course, different than the Paralympics. But uh, Trump, uh, they sent him out to celebrate uh, our USA uh, Olymp uh, Paralympics uh, team, right? Right. And he said a couple of nice things, and it was on a prompter. And then he started ad libbing. You could tell he's like, "Oh, you know what I'm saying? They're strong. You're beautiful. Whatever, right? Yeah, right? Okay, that's all good. No problems at all." Okay. And then at the end, he's like, "No, no, no." And I watch too. I mean, it's a little tough to watch, but you know. You're like, <laughs> oh my God! Why did you say that? Oh, you buffoon! Why did you say that? Right? Okay, so that's who Donald Trump is. Oh, I love the fact that he had a bunch of. Guys go in and pull his high school records out so that we couldn't see how poorly he did. I mean, yeah, all yeah. the things he accused others of being, like poor students and everything, it's all, of course, what he was. Uh, his dad clearly bought him into school, got, bought him into, into college, and a, a, into every academic situation as his father bought him in. Yeah. Uh, so now anyway, know, but, but yeah, but, there's, but, there's now uh, some pressure on me to like, uh, no, well, then you, you were wrong about Donald Trump because of the Joe Mueller exonerator. No. I'm not wrong about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a grade A moron, a lifelong oh. criminal, a con man to his core. Okay, right. and there wasn't a con that he he didn't run. So if he had a, a business dealing, it was a con. Okay, and he had business dealings with the Russians. It was a con. <laughs> okay, so whatever it was, it was illegal. <laughs> sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it seems as though on the Mueller thing that maybe his focus was so narrow that it didn't take in the money. Clearly, it's all about the money with, with Trump. I mean, you don't follow the money, you're not following the real story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, and it continues. I mean, you know, with, with Jared and Ivanka, 
they're about self-enrichment and they're about making deals with the uh, with the Saudis and uh, or the Qataris or the Russians, wherever the money is. It's definitely a, a, a government for sale completely. And we've always had a government for sale, but this is a not on another level. Yeah. So that's why I, I, I wrote on Twitter and I, I'll keep on saying it. I concede nothing. Okay. And uh, so, I, I, but I, that's a like annoying topic, so I don't want to get yeah, okay. uh, into that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but back to uh, voiceovers, okay? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually once tried to be to be voiceover talent. Did I ever tell you this story? No, this is great. Go ahead. Okay, so this is when I, I first uh, started as a talk show host, right. and I'm on public access, so you know I'm obviously rich. Uh, <laughs> so if you don't know that you don't get paid on public access, uh, but you do have costs. So on the upside, but I did have a pizza sponsor. Oh, uh, that's great! Yes, and that pizza sponsor gave us pizza to feed the crew, sure. and that's why part of the reason why they showed up, and part of the other reason was like this guy's weird and kind of funny, right? Like, like yeah, you're he, quirky and good. Yeah, he's a goofy guy. I mean, I, I don't. Does anybody know what he's going to say this week? Nobody knows what he's going to say, no. right? Let's get, and one of those guys who used to come and help me was Malcolm Fleshner. Um, Is that right? That's right, all the way back then in Arlington, Virginia. Anyway, so, but they uh -huh. made me join a union uh, to uh, work on the radio. And oh. I was getting part-time gigs on the radio, weekends, uh, fill-ins and stuff. I filled in for Joe Madison. Um, and Joe Madison's a legendary African-American broadcaster in DC. He was on okay. WWRC 980 AM for a long time. And back then I was Republican and, and Joe is of course a huge progressive. And wow. So, yeah, but he's such a great guy that he was really wonderful to me. Yeah. Even, even though he thought I was you know, misguided and he was right. <laughs> okay. right. Did but you I, stay in touch with him at all? Uh, I saw him uh, at one of the conventions. You did? And I thanked him. You did, yeah. Was that like I a moment? I should reach out to him again. Was that like, yeah? Uh, yeah, it was a moment for me. I think he he was less interested in it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, no, right. not in a bad way. He was just like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay, right, <laughs> right. He didn't have like this enduring connection with you and watching your progress. For him, it was just a moment in time. Yeah, you had yeah. a more of a of a significant sort of. Yes, that's right. I had a similar moment with Barry Diller where I was like, ah, and he's yeah. like, no, no. no. <laughs> No, I don't, I don't remember you at all, nor do I, I do I remember the project you're describing. Like I barely, barely remember it. It was really not important in my life. Remind me to tell you the story <laughs> when we digress about almost running Barry Diller over on the Fox lot when I first got to LA, and he was the guy who hired me. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, so that's good. All right, so last thing on Joe Madison, when I used to fill in for him, he had this crazy conspiracy theory that he used to talk about, how the CIA was bringing in drugs into the inner cities. Oops, that turns out to be true. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking, this guy's crazy, man. These libs, CIA bringing drugs to black communities. That's not happening. Oops. Okay, so the uh, for the YouTube folks, uh, sorry, we're out of time. Uh, oh no, no, it's okay. You can get the free podcast. That's a a, a real podcast, a full hour. Okay. okay. Uh, and then if you want the whole hour and a half, uh, tyt.com slash join. Uh, but uh, podcasts you can get anywhere where you get podcasts uh, or our app, tyt.com slash app, etc. Okay, thank you guys. Uh, so um, so I, I'm, uh, I have to join a union to get on the radio uh, and I had to pay some like if, somewhere between $1,000 and $1,500. That's what led me to being extras in those movies to make up the money. Uh, I see. 
right? And so I've told those stories before, but uh, but I don't. If I've told the story in 17 years, I've only told it once. Okay. Uh, but I might not have ever talked about it. Um, but I was, I'm trying anything because I'm desperate. I'm sure. starving, right? I got no money, and I lay out this money for the thing. So I take a class on on voiceover talent because people say, you know what? Your voice is not so bad. You know, yeah, it could be something, right? Sure. Not great. It's not Mark Thompson. But, right? but there are a lot of different kinds of voices. Yeah. Not everybody sounds like a heavy voice. That's right. I mean, uh, and if, uh, if I needed to, I, I could do a bit of a heavy could. voice. Yes, you have range. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or a lighter voice. <laughs> and and I have to tell you, it must, you know, I'm sure it was a class, but I gave up after that first class because I just thought it was too goofy. Okay. It's, it's hard to, man. It's Did just you not take easy. classes? Oh, yeah. I took, well, I took classes in a lot of different uh, things are offered to you in voiceover. They're commercials, they're promos. So the commercial is, you know, um, um, you know, Allstate, the good hands people or whatever. And that, you know, or, or you know, um, uh, want to get away, you know, certain reads, you want to read it like that or whatever, mm -hmm. where you kind of talk like, you know, and there's certain reads that are very natural reads, but they might want somebody who's got a more natural voice like you, as opposed to me that sort of has a heavy voice. Uh, so you learn to kind of try to apply your voice in different ways to different kinds of copy. So I took classes to learn that. And then you take these promo classes where, you know, it'll be um, uh, uh, tonight on an all new Thursday night on NBC. First, uh, you know, yeah. NBC's uh, the, the, hottest, the hottest game show in America then. You know, uh, life gets tough for two cops on the on their first night on the beat, or whatever. The you you'd learn to turn on certain words then, but you know, and and you know, and okay, that, see, that seems useful yeah. and right, and that's so that's the stuff you needed to learn. Like, oh, that's cool, yeah, 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 because you're starting in one place and then you're going then. You know, it's life and death for this. You know, what I mean, it's it's kind of you. It allows you to turn and get into the drama. So I learned that in those classes. Um, and then movie trader classes are that too, but movie traders are another. And then there are animation classes too. So there are all those different kinds of uh, voiceovers. So I did take them and I found them helpful. But there definitely is a point, A, of diminishing returns on them, where you're just kind of workshopping and maybe you should get out there and just, you know. And then there's a time when you need to kind of tune up and maybe go back to them. So, so yeah. you know, I, I know most of you know this, but if, if you're new to the podcast or, or whatever, so uh, Mark is a nationally recognized voice talent, Ameri voice of American Idol, cops, uh, and, and many other things. And of course, that famous payday ad in the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> that only ran fucking once. Can you yeah, believe it? Imagine okay. that. So anyways. I have uh, a, so, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. You finish. Not yeah, that. no. So, but when I went to the class, it was goofy because, and it, it was probably the teacher or maybe I just like, anyway, he, so. First, he had us read something for a bank, and he's like, "Now read it like you're a banker." And I'm like, "Okay, super logical, I get it." And uh, you know, no. and I got into the role, you know, and I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm gonna rip somebody off, and you know, <laughs> run some sort of fraud, and I got it right." And I got in that mood, and so you know, in all seriousness, like, and I didn't know any of that stuff back then. I just yeah. okay, I read it like a banker, fine. And they're like, "Now read it like you're a muffin," and I was like, "A muffin?" Yeah, and I was like. Now I'm sure that I'm not remembering it right, okay? <laughs> but that's what not. I remember, right? Yeah. And so, and I was like, but curious, yeah. But I'm like, but a muffin doesn't talk, right? And I'm like, get in, the, get in the mood, get in the role, right? I'm like, 
Okay, but I've never heard of muffin talk, so I don't know how a muffin would talk. <laughs> That's insanity. Okay, so then, but okay, but we're not done. Mm -hmm. Now, talk, say it like you're a muffin who is a banker. <laughs> <laughs> that, you got a bad class, man. <laughs> yeah, you got a bad like, class. And I'm out. <laughs> you got no. Uh, you got a bad class. Wow, that's really bad. <laughs> I've gotten copy that that says. You're, this is a voice, voice talent needed for one of three muffins featured in a Pillsbury ad, okay? I've gotten this copy before. Okay, yeah, that And makes then sense. they'll say, no funny voices. In other words, you don't go, hey, boy, it sure is a warm day in here. I mean, you don't, yeah. they, they don't want that. They, they want, want you to sound thing. like a real person. Uh -huh. um, so you, but I've never heard, you know, three uh, voice talent wanted for three muffins try to read it like a muffin. <laughs> what does that mean? That's what I like kept thinking. I was like, maybe I'm just too rational for this business. Because <laughs> I'm like, I literally don't know what that means. Are no, you, that's, that's yeah. insanity. I took a, uh, you're making me remember all this stuff, it's kind of fun. I took two private, uh, I took three private coaches. One of them was like super expensive and was like kind of one of these mind, like almost a therapist person to try to help you kind of decode copy and read it the right way. But I took two others with just like, uh, like, old-time voiceover talent, and one of them, and I don't know how many people remember this, but one of them was the voice of Pop, I think, in Snap, Crackle, Pop, Rice Krispies. They used to have three different animated characters from Snap, Crackle, Pop, Rice Krispies, and he was the voice of Pop. And I always thought that was the coolest thing, because that campaign ran for decades. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And he was this voice coach, and he was sort of like he lived on a boat. I remember by the time I got to him, he was sort of like, you know, kind of winding things down. But and it that's was so funny, man. See, like that, that stuff I feel like doesn't happen anymore, except it happens in the tech world, right? Where you get rich for random Mm. Right, it's like in that uh, Tom Cruise movie where he's on the beach uh, and uh, somebody got fam like was like a millionaire because they invented the little tiki's that go into the drinks. Oh wow, no. or something like you know. But it's just a scene out of a movie. Mm. It's not real, yeah. but but like that's a thing that would happen. Like oh, that guy's got a yacht. Oh my God, what did he do? Did he yeah. you know? Oh, he's the voice of Pop. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and. It just, you know, these days, like we were saying earlier, you gotta grind, man. Yeah, man, you gotta grind or you gotta hit it rich with your startup. I went to school with a guy who uh, was really wealthy. In fact, he wore a, um, what do they call that, uh, Jenk? The thing, the it's like a ascot. He wore this like scarf yeah. to dinner, you know? By and the way, I want to meet the guy who invented the word ascot. <laughs> what an that ascot. was a collabo. That what was definitely a collabo of some sort. What an ascot that guy was. Uh -huh. uh, the... Money that his family had came from runway lights. They, they, uh, I heard that his family uh -huh. had created either special runway lights or in, was in on the first runway lights or something. The airline, airport runway lights. That's how I made it. And again, it's like one of those things. Like, wow, there's somebody, there's a family associated with runway lights. Yeah, and that guy with the ascot is part of that family. Yeah, it's just man, it's. It grinds my gears. <laughs> no, I get it. It's no, don't get me wrong. I'm kind of jealous, right? I oh, me too. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, and so like, you know what made a lot of money back in the day was media. You know, as we were talking oh, about sure. too. Like, if you you're on TV, you make a gazillion dollars, etc. I mean, movies, my God. Um, another thing that makes money now is the startups. And but I found a way to do a startup in media that doesn't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hashtag mastermind. <laughs> but we're excellent at treading water. Oh my God, I got into, a, I got into an argument just last night. At, uh, I don't know, I don't know what, everything comes back to you somehow in some conversations. He was trying to argue that you were this rich guy. I said, I said, because it had to do with like one percenters or something. It was all a, a way to insult me through you type thing. Okay, and, good, uh, good. So he's not. <laughs> I'm glad you're getting insulted through me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, it's exactly. Uh, so I told him he's not. And I said, well, he said, well, the, the, the TYT, like they've got a lot, they got a lot of money. So then I'm like, he said, well, Jank has got all that money. I said, Jank doesn't take any money for you know for himself. The money goes into various things at TYT to try to sustain the operation. I said, he said, well, I said he doesn't have like the kind of money that Sean Hannity has, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I thought yeah. that was a good blow, like a, a good pop back. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, and that kind of shut down the conversation. That kind of shut it down. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean Hannity's man of the people makes like what fifteen to twenty million a year for crazy. the last fifteen to twenty years. Yeah, right. I mean, he and but you know, bless his heart, he, he's got to show that people watch. I yeah. don't begrudge him that at all, right? Sure. And he he just you know, we, online is just not like that, right? It, right? it is what it is. No, I would love to be rich. Oh, he said, but oh no, I know he said he said Sean, ha but Sean Hannity has more viewers. Than two it and I and I, and then I stopped because I didn't want to get into a big slapping f slap fight with this guy. But online, uh, t on Twitter, somebody said, "Please, TYT has many more viewers." Yeah, than, no, than it's, Sean Hannity. it's deeply frustrating. We do. Yeah. So uh, he on a on his best night would have three million uh, viewers, and we have easily seven million views. It's a tiny bit apples and oranges, but not by much. Uh, seven million views per day. So wow, wow, wow. Uh, but uh, the economics of online media is not like TV. Sure. sure. So, and it, like, so some people remember that we got that twenty million dollar investment, right? Uh, in back in twenty seventeen, right? And so, uh, and they think like, oh, that's it. You you made you're rich. You don't take the twenty million home, <laughs> okay? <Right. laughs> like, could you guys that like, okay, we got a great investment. You're gonna build up an engineering team, and you're gonna have apps and stuff. Oh no no, I'm just gonna take it home. <laughs> okay. You know how many people would give it to you? No one, right. no one would even do. No, it's not for you to take home. It's not for you to bring to the Bahamas. It's to invest into the company. Anyway, um, uh, I, I do feel a little, you know, I kid around about how I'm Trumpian sometimes with the the. At least I'm, it's fake bragging on my part, right? With a wink and a nod and stuff. Um, but you know, and I joke around about how the Republicans say they had Bush, who's an oil man uh, who couldn't make money in oil mm. in Texas in an oil boom, right? right? And they have Trump, who couldn't make money running a casino. Uh, on the other hand, to be fair, you guys got me, and I can't make money <laughs> in yeah, a startup is, in the media business. Yeah, I don't know about that though. Yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not fair to yourself. Yeah, this no. is not not the same scene. But um, yeah, they, yeah. It, it was just funny that the that the name. Um, uh, the name of Jank Uger was uh, invoked in the conversation. That is funny. Uh, so. Um, and there's a couple of guys who do voiceover, and they get used a million times. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty tight club. Yeah, yeah, like the guy who was dating Sarah Jessica Parker in Sex in the City. Not, oh yeah, not not big, not Mr. Big, the other guy. Oh, he was in uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yeah, he was the main guy who got uh, the the husband there. He's in like a quarter of the ads on television as the voiceover. Talent. Oh. Uh 
Al Bundy, um, Jay from Modern Family. Uh, sure. He's in a ton of ads. Like once you get used to it and you're like, oh, there he is. That, that, hey, there's Al, right? John Corbett. John Corbett, that's yeah. it. Uh, he, he, Al Bundy and John Corbett <laughs> are like yeah. easily 22% of the voiceover in, in, in all the ads you'll hear on television. Well, there's something that's happened in the last, um, I don't know, I'm going to just say 20 years. I don't know. Maybe it's not that long, 15 years. Uh, all of a sudden, a lot of celebrities, high profile celebrities from Sly Stallone to Ed O'Neill to um, Corbett and so on, they're okay doing voiceovers. I mean, uh, uh, what's his name who was from Mad Men? John, John Hamm. I mean, he got the Mercedes uh, thing, and that was like, wow. I mean, he, you know, at the height of Mad Men's success, he got that. And that uh, takes away a lot of work from people. I mean, don't get me wrong. They wanted him. They wanted his sound, or they wanted to work with John Hamm. Who cares? I mean, whatever the reason, guy got it. He's allowed to get it. He's worked hard, and you know, he's worked his career, and nothing happened for a long time. And now, you know, he's allowed to get fat on it. But I'm just saying, once those celebrities all embrace that, they don't care. Gary Sinise and all the people who've already, you know, made yeah. money in other ways. Kevin Spacey used to do a lot of spots before he became sort of blackballed. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Is that the kind of bald he was? He was. There's some kind of. There's some kind of stuff going yeah. on. Okay. A anyways. anyways, yeah. No, you're right. You're right, and that squeezes people out. And in, if you guys don't know, in the old days, if you're a movie star, it was Reeve Gauche to even go on TV. Like, oh, I'm not going to do a TV show that's right. beneath me. Let alone like voiceover talent. What do you want me to do? A payday ad here? You know. That's right. Same thing with music. Like you wouldn't have heard like uh, a lot of the Stones or. Um, uh, many acts that were from the 70s on even into the early 80s in commercials because it was viewed as selling out. Yeah. Like you're selling out to the man. You know? And then they realize, but if you do, you make a lot of money. And <laughs> increasingly, as things change, that's like the equivalent of radio airplay, right? Because yeah. now there's no radio airplay the way it used to be. So you want to get your commercial, uh, yeah. you want to get uh, music used in a commercial. Yeah, Pavarotti uh, is the was the best known opera singer in the world because he did a, a, either a ragu or a spaghettios ad or something along those lines. I think it might have been spaghettios. Oh wow. Yeah, and people are like, "Oh god, it's so beneath an opera singer that's so He's like, "Beneath an opera singer, nobody knows opera singers." <laughs> right? And so he did the ads and then people were, the only opera singer anyone in the planet knew was yeah. Pavarotti cuz he was in a spaghettios ad. Yeah. So and then people were like Oh, fuck it, I'm selling out too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, now you see these commercials and there are just tons of celebrities. And if you're watching the uh, uh, NBA or NCAA, if you're watching NCAA, you see those spots. They've got uh, Charles Barkley, Spike Lee, uh, uh, Sam Jackson. They've got them all. I mean, it's like, well, how do you get them all in commercial? They're all dying to do it. Are you kidding? Yeah, it's easy money. Um, so uh, you mentioned therapist. Uh, <laughs> I have a friend in Turkey who goes to a therapist. Uh, and He's got a many different therapists, and and one of them I, I I crack up every time I when somebody says therapy. Now that happens a lot because my wife's a therapist, but uh, I always <laughs> like think back to this guy. He would relate everything back to the size of your penis. Wow. Yeah, I'd be like ah, oh, you know, I'm having a little trouble at work. My boss is hassling a little bit. Uh, that's the size of your penis. That that's <laughs> like it's 
and that's scarred you or whatever. Like, whoa, whoa, how do you know? What's, what do you mean? Wow, right? wow. <laughs> and, and like I was having trouble with my back the other day. I, threw, I think I threw it out lifting and it's giving me a lot of mm, size of your penis. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so my point is there's quacks in every uh, field and I ran into the muffin quack, you know, and, yeah. and it, it, it ended my voiceover career. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, yeah, you really got a bad class. You yeah. did. Yeah, and you were always your voice was always like this. Yeah, it was some version of this always, yeah. And did would people tell you, "Hey, you should do voiceover stuff?" Or I no? think uh well, I always wanted to do it. I was always a broadcaster, so I guess it was it was didn't have to say that. No one said you should go into voiceover, but they they knew I was a broadcaster, you know, a radio television person. So it kind of it kind of went along with it. I remember doing a. This is really fun because you're as you talk, I'm thinking, "Oh, he's, oh I remember this one time." I went into Hollywood. I did a commercial for it's a television commercial for. It wasn't Denny's or Coco's, I don't think, but it was like that, like a diner, one of those diners like that, and they had some special, like the three ninety nine Grand Slam breakfast. So I'd already done it. And when they change something, like the new offer, like let's say that you know for February only, the Grand Slam breakfast is $2.99. They'll have you come in and just do that one line. It's called a pickup. And so they call me, I go to Hollywood, drove in. Uh, now you might even do it from your house, you know, the technology has changed, but I drove in and they have the people in uh, the ad agency, J. Walter Thompson in Chicago. So they're on a satellite tie and they show me the commercial again. And we're only going to come in for the, well, and for February only, the Grand mm -hmm. Slam breakfast is $2.99. Okay. And I'm watching the commercial as they play it. They say, well, play it back real quick and all we need is that one line. I say, no problem. Okay, we'll watch it real quick. And they play back the commercial. It's not my voice. It oh, is not my voice. A hundred percent, it's not my voice. And I'm thinking, <laughs> it's the commercial. It's a commercial that we did, but that is not my voice on the spot. Uh -huh. And so it's a thirty second spot, and about fifteen seconds in, I'm realizing that's not my voice. And you know, I need to work like really badly. It's not like yeah. I'm like some big fat cat just comes in and does this on the side. So I'm thinking, what do I say to these guys? Do I say, hey, there's been uh some mistake? I love when you put us on the edge of our seat, which makes sense because you should check out The Edge with Mark Thompson. My okay. podcast. That's Mark's Mark podcast. Thompson, right? and, uh, but you did this with the Vegas story and the chip, the $500 chip, right? <laughs> right? Like, Which is one of the best stories ever told in old school, right? <laughs> so now I'm super, and I'm thinking, what would I do? And I gotta be honest with you, especially when I was starving, as opposed to the now glamorous life of treading water. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I like that the conservatives think that I'm rich. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, um, I, I got to be honest. I think I would have not told them. Uh, I, I, I need the money. I probably wouldn't have told them and see if they catch on. There are two things. You need the money and you also need to build momentum because you have no momentum in your <laughs> career. If you will. So yes. I needed momentum. So it was really hard as I listened to this. I thought, oh my God, that's not me. And I can't say that that's not me. I just have to. So now on one listen, I'd already decided I'm not going to say it's not me. Okay. I'm just going to try to on one listen voice match that, which is ridiculous. You're not going to be able to voice match it on one 
You know, you barely yeah. have heard this guy's voice, whoever they used. Yeah, okay, just pause for a sec. Uh, you, you made me feel much better about myself because these stories usually end up with you or Ben or Michael being a much better person than I am. <laughs> and it gets depressing after a while, yeah. right? Uh, but like, thank God, I'm like, okay, good. He, he was an honest dude. <laughs> okay, all right, go ahead. No, I, I, I really wasn't. And, and I, so then I, I, they played the spot down, and what they do is they play the spot. They, they lead you in with the with the voice, and then you just they punch you in, and you go. And for February, the Grand Slam breakfast is two ninety nine, and you just you know, and then that's the only part they record. So we did it that way, and of course, it doesn't sound anything like the voice that leads in or the voice that continues out yeah. because it's not the same voice. Uh -huh. And. They say, God, it just sounds weird. It just doesn't sound, uh, you know, they're all saying this in Chicago down the line. I'm hearing it in my headphones. And I go, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. It does sound It does sound odd. You know, now you're having yeah. to sort of, you know, perpetrate the lie aggressively, which is a oh, really yeah, uncomfortable yeah. thing, right? <laughs> um, so they ended up doing something that was so favorable to me. They said, you know what? Let's just re-record the whole spot. I knew it, I was gonna yeah. guess that. Okay, yeah. excellent. And so uh -huh. it ended up, but I will tell you this, I did call the agent and I, on the way home and I said, look, this happened. And, and I found a $500 chip <laughs> in my cab. <laughs> and he said, he said, no, don't worry about it. If they call, you know, I'll handle it, but I would mm. just wouldn't worry about it. But it was like kind of one of those crisis moments in a voiceover situation where you're going, you know, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. But it was Yeah, agents are kind of like that. Uh like so I've called my agent on a couple of things where I'm like, are we sure this is kosher, right? He's like, yeah, the check cleared. It's kosher. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, um so I, I I'm gonna switch topics massively randomly, okay? I love the smell of onions in the morning. <laughs> okay, um, am I alone or or is that a thing? Uh, that's what I want to say. Okay, now, where do you smell thing, them? It is a thing. Yeah. Oh. So my oh, and potatoes. In potatoes, it could be right. Um, my mom uh, would cook ground beef with onions in it. Oh, sure. And so that's a staple of Turkish food. You'll find it in Berg. You'll find it in this. But she would make uh, eggs with it too, which is my favorite ground beef onions eggs is sure so when i was home and it's like a like thanksgiving break and i don't have anything to do and i wake up and my mom's cooking the onions in the morning and i'm like yes this is america <laughs> okay <laughs> and and the other day uh, my wife was making onions for some reason in the morning and i was like i'm like what happened what's going on like i had forgotten that it was the smell of onions and i'm like this is the greatest smell in the world. I must investigate what's happening. And I went down, I'm like, onions. And I've never heard anyone on planet Earth talking about the smell of onions. Yeah, I haven't heard it referred to either. But it is but it is a thing, right? Because I got a couple of thumbs up in the studio. Yeah. Uh, okay, I got two thumbs up and Bart's giving me a thumbs down. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. That's no. not about the onions. That's about just a general life choice. Bart <laughs> yeah, Bart's thumbs like, down. no, but thumbs yeah. down on Jenk. <laughs> Hashtag not yeah. mastermind. Okay. No, no, no. So, the, the, okay, just that's all. That's all I had on it. And, I, and what I'm trying to do is like, this is an educational program. Sure. Of okay. Course. And so next time you smell onions, you'd be like, oh. Yeah, I love onions also. I usually just, uh, but that's great that you can get them. If you can chop them and, you know, cook them, that's even better. I'm usually just so impatient. I slice them, throw them on some bread with some. 
yeah. avocado or whatever the hell. I, later in life, onions have not treated me as well. It's not treated my stomach as well. Oh, it's yeah. rough on the stomach? Okay. Yeah, but and I feel like the raw they are, the the more challenging they are for me. Oh, okay. Uh, physically. Do you do probiotics? Uh, I do nothing. You should you should <laughs> okay. do that. No, literally. I the doctor store was like, oh, what you know, do you take any pills? I'm like, nope. Nope, not, not if I can help it. Uh I, I like to be pill free. Uh, and pills, I don't have a good history with pills. Um, so I was saying to uh, doctors, I have some condition, okay, and then it's, it's not, it's like an annoying thing, but it's not right. a thing you have to fix. But sure. I'm like, okay, let me try to fix it, right? And so a doctor gives me some uh, pill for it, and I'm like, it's not really working, so I got off of it. And then I had searing headaches, like unreal headaches. Wow. Yeah. And so I don't know if, like, my general rule of thumb is, if, when in doubt, don't take the pills. Of course you're right. Right. I'm the same way. I try to stay off all meds. Yeah, I had the, uh, when I had the worst uh, skin condition, which is a real problem, and my doctor gave me pain medication. Well, it's not, not Oxycontin in the, in the old days. Dilaudid or? Um, Percocet or whatever. Is it Vicodin? Is it Vicodin, Vicodin. Vicodin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then that's the story. Everybody chimes in. <laughs> oh, that's I love it. You just mentioned painkiller. Everybody yeah. goes, hey, Vicodin, yeah. Vicodin. Everybody yeah, yeah, goes, hey, yeah, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, like everybody. The whole control room's like, Vicodin, Vicodin. <laughs> okay, you, why? You got some? You Give need me some? leftover, leftover. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the story that uh, where um, uh, I have the worst party ever thrown. I, I threw a Halloween party at my house. Uh, like five people showed up. It was just. Dreadful, hilariously funny, hilariously bad. As an adult. As an adult, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, the only thing interesting that happened was one of the guests stole my Vicodin. Wow. (laughs) uh, It wasn't hard to deduce who it was since there was only five people. (laughs) 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 It wasn't Ben. It wasn't Dave. right? It wasn't the the one girl that showed up. That's so so great. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> that's pretty terrific. So, wait, you were saying so? Something? Yeah, so you don't take a probiotic. You don't take anything uh, because probiotic is just a thing where you you know it helps with digestion. That's you mentioned mm-hmm. the onion thing, mm-hmm. and it kind of it's a it's it's the stuff in there that that helps with the digestive enzymes. You know? mm-hmm. So, I yeah, think it's, I think it, it's a good thing. But yeah, you know what? Maybe I should try it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, if if you're yeah. bothered by it, I don't know. No, no, not, I, I, it's, sure. It, it's it's not. Harmless. You don't have high cholesterol or anything. I have high cholesterol, and I'm I'm a vegan. And I have high cholesterol. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not not as high as it was. It dropped like a hundred points when I went vegan, but still, it's high because I'm. Wow, you know, I've but being a, vegan might have saved your life. Being a good person might have saved your life. Could be. Could yeah. be. Uh, so and no, my cholesterol is on the high side, but it's not outrageous. Okay, uh, it's just eh, a little bad. In fact, it's. It's so little bad that doctors are generally surprised that it's not worse. They're like, it, it's it's not good, but it's kind of weird because you, it should be way worse. <laughs> look at you, for God's sake, you're a goddamn They don't mess. say look at you. They don't right. say that. No, pretty much they do. Pretty much they do. Every time. Like the good results come back in, you know, uh, blood pressure is good, all the other tests, sugar's good, all this stuff. And they, wow. Every doctor, because I switch doctors all the time. Every doctor's, <laughs> every doctor's like, this is the results. Like, like what the, what the, f-? right? And you're like, what do I have cancer? Is it stage four? What's going on? No, you're healthy, and it's really weird because you're a f- mess. <laughs> no, they will, they will politely say like, 
or or sometimes not politely. I had a couple of doctors who were like, no, no, you have to understand something. You're morbidly obese. <laughs> That's not true. No, no, no. It, I am technically, technically oh, um, okay. on MRI, body, et cetera. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I yeah. want you to understand, I am morbidly obese. <laughs> Hashtag morbidly obese. <laughs> but it turns out that doesn't mean you're about to die. <laughs> what do you say when they ask you how many, and they ask you these questions like, how many drinks do you have a day? How many do you smoke? Uh, how much exercise do you have? How yeah. do you answer those questions? Oh, I lie every time. You do? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I tell them it's my doctor. I tell them what I do. I don't drink that much. I mean, I'm, I'm probably down to you know, a couple of drinks a week. Like, oh, really? That's good. Like two, three drinks at most a week, Yeah. right? Not at most. I'm working weeks, on a three-day week. <laughs> I'm the same thing, but I'm working on three-day week. Yeah. yeah uh, um, I know a lot of folks who are working on a half-day week. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I don't smoke at all. Uh, I exercise plenty. You, you know. do. You, that's yeah. what's great about you. See, I don't. I don't really have. A, yeah. I got. I'm going to clean up my act. I exercise about uh, on average. I probably once every other day. That's uh, great. Uh, how about you? What, what do you? Do? I'm. I'm really not uh, an exercise guy. I was used to be a tennis player. Then I got hurt, and since I got hurt, I don't really. You know, if I go for a walk or something, and that's the weird thing because I don't. I look like I am in shape, but the truth yeah. is, I don't. I don't exercise at all. I do have, and I and I do love a cocktail. Love a couple of cocktails. Probably yeah. I don't have a. I might have four cocktails a week. That's not too bad, I suppose. No, four or five. I don't know. Yeah, okay, that means eight, right. but still six. Okay, right. for at least ten, somewhere. Though, okay, definitely ten, not more ten. than eight. Okay, yeah, yeah twelve. No, fine. I think it's. I think it's between four and six. Yeah, but that's no big if deal. If eight's between four and six. Yeah, yeah, that's right. As long as twelve is between <laughs> four and six, and a little past eight. Um, so. Um, no, now I do, you know, I do edibles now. Uh, oh, you do? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the greatest because I've just begun this. Oh, you're in for a journey. Oh, my God. I've, are you kidding? My whole refrigerator, whole one side of my refrigerator is all different chocolates and cookies. If you guys, should we ever meet all of you in YouTube land or, or in member land, I hope we meet <laughs> and I can just bring you all the different bags and varieties of stuff, different chocolates. I've got the tinctures. I've got the, yeah. I've got, the, oh, it's the greatest. So, Mark, uh, good news. We have met, and I will come over and eat <laughs> This offer is only available to them, Jank, not to you. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I came up with a plan. So Because when I get high, I text Anna, uh, Asus, and JR. They're my uh, edible buddies. You're going to talk me down? Yeah. No, no. Like, just in case, like, I need to be rescued. Oh, I see. Uh, no. How I, many, no, but how many, uh, you do the chocolate uh, candy bars? No, I, I only do. Uh, Cookies? No, I don't do any of that stuff because I got kids. And I don't want it in the house oh, and for okay. them to mistake it for. Of course, of course. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so. Uh, th there's like these really nasty looking so-called mints, oh, right? but they don't really look like mints. They just look like chalk, right? right? I'm like, okay, this looks like the least appetizing thing I could That's find. That's good. That's okay. good. And, and now, of course, I hide it out of it. I hide it within a hiding spot, within a hiding spot, sure. right? Uh, but uh, so, but they, they get me sky high. Uh, and uh, it, I think edibles are just great. Except there's <laughs> one problem. Yeah. And that is, you get bad munchies. I do. No, uh, incorrect. That's the solution. <laughs> okay, that is not the problem. That's it is the unreal how ravenous you become. I totally get why people who are going through, you know, chemo or these other kinds of treatments, how this stuff could help them. 
you know. Yeah, I, I, I hear you, and so it does. I not can't. Have, so I, I eat. I, I, it's unbelievable. I'm just like, I eat everything. So I, I drink a lot less now. Uh, mm -hmm. So you would think that would help with my weight? No, because when I'm high, I oh. overcome. I eat so much that I way outdo the drinking that I would have done. That's crazy. You no, know, but it's not so much because I'm hungry or I have the munchies. It's because the food tastes fantastic. Yes, you're right. Now, but you got to admit, you're searching for food in that house in a way that you wouldn't if you were not. No, high. no, I do not, and I'll tell you why. I'm a planner. <laughs> Uh, on a day like the kids are out of the house, I or I went to a hotel without anybody around. Oh, I, I planned ahead. I went and bought my favorite snacks. I'm gonna lay that out, okay? I am so ready. I got my phone to text the guys, okay? I laid out my, uh, like this one place in LA does a nutter butter, but it's not like the nutter butter at the, at the store. Right. It is some delicious, gooey, like peanut butter thing inside peanut butter cookies with wow. like with peanut actual peanuts around the edges. Oh my god, you eat that when you're on an edible, okay? And you're like, what just happened? <laughs> I'm like, Nirvana, meet my friend Elysium. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Does it leave you hungover? No. And, and in fact, Sometimes the, the next day, it leaves me with a little bit of a buzz, just wow. like so pleasant, right? And you add a little coffee on top and you're like, America. You add onion smell on top <laughs> <laughs> and it's game over. All right, uh, podcast folks, love you to death. Uh, thank you for, and spread the word, rate the podcast, spread the word, spread the word about The Edge with Mark Thompson. Yeah, my and, podcast, thank Yeah, you. and Mark's on uh, San Francisco radio now. That's right, KGO radio every day from 10 to noon. Yeah. All right, so if you're in San Fran, definitely, definitely listen yeah, to check Mark it out. every morning. Okay, uh, and uh, of course, for the members, we have another half hour, tyt.com slash join to become a member. If you wanna try it out for a week, tyt.com slash trial for a free week. Thanks for listening to this free clip of Old School. To get the full episodes and more exclusive content, become a TYT member today. You'll love it. Join now at tyt.com slash join.